We neglect ourselves. We pour out and into so many things and people that at the end of the day, we have nothing left but the emotion and experience of exhaustion. Why don't we feel more? Why don't we live more? Why don't we experience more? Why don't we exist more? In this episode, Naomi Faith gives us insight into the whys of our inability to be present with ourselves and with those who we are in relationship with, our spouse, friends, kiddos, colleagues. The premise of our existence is relationships, and yet most of us don't even have an honest relationship with ourselves. I know I didn't for more years than I'd like to admit. With practical tips on how to start identifying who we are and what to do when we get there. Her coin terminology is something I will forever fundamentally live by moving forward. Tune in to get the joyful perspective of her sweet soul and her secret to being whole. We are all in pursuit of something more. Wherever, whatever, or whoever your more is, I want to help you get there wholly, fully, authentically, and truly fit. The Fit and Faith movement was birthed through my own trial and error discovery of mind, body, and soul alignment. I learned firsthand that being fit isn't about our physique at all. It's about the wholeness of our heart and the root of our joy. This isn't a fitness podcast. This isn't a quick fix health detox ploy. This isn't confusing religious banter. This is a whole body health checkup focusing on the heart. This is an opportunity to join me alongside other big dreamers, innovative movers, and lifestyle shapers as we explore and share our messy comeback stories to wholeness. If you're one step away from achieving your idea of something more, tune in for practical, fun, and healthy ways to ignite yourself into even more. Welcome to the Fit and Faith Podcast with me, Tamerlene Andress. There is no better time than now to get fit. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode four of the Fit and Faith podcast. I am very excited to share with you a friend who became quickly a sister uh, over the course of the last year. She is somebody that I'm always eager to hang out with, sometimes crave hanging out with because of that. She always makes me laugh. It's contagious. Her spirit is just um, so exuberant. And everyone that she's around, she just makes feel that same way, which I just love about her. Um, you know, she claimed herself as a joyful lover. And we'll learn more about that as we unpack who Naomi is. Um, but she is somebody that's really special to me and also quite um, inspirational in how she has uh, unpacked her testimony. And part of that was through going to school and becoming a family, marriage, relationship um, specialist and got a master's in her education in that. And so she's here to share all things relationship, Enneagram. If you don't know Enneagram, you have to stay on just for the Enneagram yeah, conversation. It's awesome. Um, but welcome. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thank Everything's you for allowing me to be here. Yes. This is so fun. It is. It's really fun. <laughs> it's unlike things that you're used to, especially because of the unscripted component. You're yeah. Like, what's going to happen. Yeah. We were talking before we got on the anticipation yeah. and I'm such a person of words. So I'm like, what's it going to be called? How am I going <laughs> to like unpack this? And I, so here we are, this is really as live and in action as you could possibly get. Like we're sweating all yeah. the things. You just can't all the nerves. that. <laughs> so this is truly what a conversation with Naomi is like constantly making you smile. And, um, I want you to share a bit about how you decided to go to school for okay. what you went to school for. Yeah. And where you are and what you're doing with it now. Okay. So um, I, all my life, pretty much all my life, I have been into relationships. Um, like I remember as a teenager, uh, just loving getting to know people's stories, romantic stories mainly. Um, but I just loved hearing even the bad and the good. Like I loved getting to know it all and just getting to understand everything about it. Um, any, you know, as much as anybody would let me understand about it. Um, and so I also am musically inclined. So, um, I began pursuing that first, but no doors opened and yeah. And so no opportunities came, nothing came. And I was like, okay, well, this is obviously not the path for me. And uh, my mother, who is a very influential person, Hey mom, if you're watching, um, she was like, okay, Naomi, like, what would you want to do if you could do it for the rest of your life? And I was like, honestly, if I could just sit and have coffee with people and get to know their stories, I would love to do that. And 
And she's like, okay, well, that's counseling. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, that's therapy. I love that. And I, at first I was in denial because that's what my mom was in school for at the same time, which she later wow. moved on from that. But um, yeah, so I was in denial because I grew up not wanting to be like my mom. I wanted to be my own person. I mean, even to this mm-hmm. day, it's a joke about Naomi as her own person. Um, and so, uh, but I, you know, followed that path. And as soon as I started talking to people about that path that I was going to go down, everybody's like, oh my gosh, that would be great for you. That would be great. And for me hearing people, even strangers that have talked to me for 10 minutes, they're like, that would be great for you. And I'm like, okay, this is probably the path that I need to go down. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so that was the main inspiration. It also helped, well, didn't slash did help. I, I, my parents did go through a divorce, um, but that honestly was not the motivating factor. Mm-hmm. Um, but it definitely brings experience to the table whenever Absolutely. it comes to therapy um, and relationships. Yeah, so. interesting. That's yeah. so cool. And I feel like, I mean, I've known you for this long, and I'm hearing new things. Like, this is, <laughs> why this is so exciting? I get so much good stuff yeah. uh, when it's dedicated quality time. And that's one thing yeah. that I just love. I love spending that with you. Yeah, so I'm excited to like even go deeper than that. Yeah. Um, you mentioned getting to know it all. And I feel like right since I first met you, you just like peer into people's souls. <laughs> and it's, but it's in this inviting, like welcoming way mm-hmm. where you're not intrusive. Yeah. Uh, it's just like comes from a place of trust. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how God like mm-hmm. made you that way, but I'm so grateful because it's going to open doors for people. And here you are talking about feeling like doors weren't opening. Yeah. Um, and I was in a conversation with <laughs> my pastor recently and he said, um, you know, you're doing a lot of things, Tamara. I'm like, I know. And he said, but like, how are you feeling? What is that experience like for you? And I feel like in my twenties, everything that I was doing was, I didn't care if the door was open or closed. Yeah. I was making the door open mm-hmm. because I was achieving and yeah. we're going to go into that in a minute. And I just, <laughs> I was willing to knock and if it didn't open, I'm like, yeah. okay, I'll bust it open. This mm-hmm. is how it's going to work. It happen. And I just always wanted to succeed. And now as I came and stripped all of that backwards mm-hmm. and said, I don't even want to do anything because I don't know who I am or what I want to do. Mm-hmm. As I started to redevelop that over the course of the last couple of years, it's been so like easy and stress-free and relaxing. And I actually find energy when I'm quote unquote working though. We've established it in my home that mommy doesn't work. She creates. Mm -hmm. And I love that because I don't want my children to think that I'm going to do something just to punch a clock or get paid because I don't do either of those things. So I want them to know that it's from passion and that it's for purpose of changing people's hearts and changing people's lives. Mm -hmm. Um, But what my pastor said, And the reason I told you this is because he said, God will give you grace for your space. Mm. And I think what you're doing and what you're propelling into in this next season is just a space that's going to be filled with so much grace. I hope so. I I certainly hope so. Thank you for saying that. You're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome. I'm excited about it. Yeah. So share, share how God made you this way. Like not necessarily that you have to go to the deep, dark (laughs) secrets of your soul, but more so... (laughs) love that more so just like where that trust factor you feel like that was developed because I feel like that's something I would love to be better at Mm. so um whenever you were telling me about how um I have that gifting apparently um (laughs) you do (laughs) thank you I mean I kind of have known about it for a little while but um uh yeah so the first memory that I thought of whenever you said that was I was in eighth grade and, um, once again, once again, my mom is a big influencer, so she's again, a part of this story, but, um, I was in eighth grade and I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but I think someone told me a secret and, and then I said, and then I accidentally told someone not realizing how important keeping secrets is. Yeah. And, and I, but I really, and so after I told the secret, I, that hurt my friend's feelings and, and I really did not like hurting my friend's feelings and I did not know what I could do to change it or how I can make it better. And so in that moment I learned my, once again, my mom was talking to me and she's like, secrets are meant to be kept private Mm -hmm. and and that's really where that trust factor began Mm, being established and so for me right in that moment I remember thinking okay well I'm gonna keep secrets like from now on like that's I'm gonna keep secrets wow and and that has been my intention and and I'm not perfect by any yeah. means. <laughs> like, of course. Not by any yeah. means. Um, 
things like there are times whenever I accidentally cross a line, cross a boundary. There are things that I might accidentally do not knowingly, but um, ideally, um, in an ideal healthy relationship, they'll communicate with me and I'll communicate back, say, I'm sorry, you know, that's yeah. not, that was never my intention. Yeah. I will do, I will do my best to do better next time. Yeah. Um, and so, um, so yeah, so that is kind of that. I think that's kind of where it began. Yeah. Um, that was in eighth grade. So. Yeah, that's so neat that you can like place point that. And I think that is like a part of when I'm helping women in core mm-hmm. establish like, where are you supposed to go? Where is, where is God leading you? And they have no idea because yeah. it's not something that's just like written out on paper mm-hmm. or you wake up and you're like, ding. Yeah. Though it does happen sometimes yes. that way. It's really like connecting all of those points in your lives mm-hmm. that are just really imprinted on your heart and like continue to propel you into that next space. Sometimes it's, it's horrible experiences. Mm-hmm. It's trauma. It's hurt. It's depression. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's really happy moments mm-hmm. um, that you know from here on out, I want to continue to do this and yeah. not for the satisfaction of necessarily making other people happy because mm-hmm. that too goes back to my people pleasing nature. Um, but it's for making yourself happy and making the world a better place while mm-hmm. doing it. Um, I'm also a mama's girl and, um, I think it's really interesting because I, they want us to be better versions of who they are mm-hmm. and even maybe drastically different than who yeah. they are. And yet at the same time, it's really hard because they're instilling all the things that they've learned along mm-hmm. the journey. So naturally you become similar to them. Oh yeah. And so <laughs> I've lived that out my whole life to the point where I would hang out with my mom's friends and they'd be like, you guys are just two peas, same, 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 same. And I like always relished in that. Yeah. I always thought it was so amazing. Mm-hmm. And then I got to a place when I was really questioning my identity, I only really wrap myself in her. Mm -hmm. And though she's a beautiful, amazing person, like I'm not Brenda Cornwell, Mm -hmm. I'm Tamara Andress. And I wasn't allowing myself to be who I was called to be because I was okay being her or her daughter, Mm -hmm. which is such an honor. But I think that there's a lot of like importance in that experience and for you to clarify that early on in life Mm -hmm. um it took me after having kids so imagine like making 180s so late in life is so hard to do Mm -hmm. and i get the concept even of midlife crisis i would call my 30s my midlife crisis when i turned 29 and 30 and i'm glad i did it then and i pray to god and i'm sure my husband does too (laughs) that it doesn't happen again when i'm 40 or 50 or any of those things but as you are unpacking relationships relationships with people now like how do you see that like diversity in family and those those different um what do they call them all the different roles that people play mm-hmm. like how has that affected you in your learning experience of school Oh my gosh. Yeah, it is. Cause I'm like, I don't even know where to begin because there's so much, there's so many things that go in with roles and relationships and, um, and how it plays into who you are as a person and how it plays into the community. Um, so let me think, um, relationships and roles. So I have a few people that I'm pretty close to close with. Um, and, uh, like I have, okay, let's start with this. So talking about trust and privacy and, um, I, one of my mentors growing up, um, really honed in on having a small group of people that you are close with and that see everything and, and you can still be friends with other people, but it's important to have just a handful, maybe inner circle. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I've been intentional about doing that and still having friends, still, um, friends outside of that and, and all of that. But, um, the, my, my biggest thing that I have been trying to live from is from a place of rest. And so in relationship with others. And so for me, what that means is, okay, I know who I am. I know how I treat others and I know how I want to be treated. Mm-hmm. And, um, if you don't, if I see that, you know, you don't know how to treat me that way, then, okay, you're going to be in this circle, mm-hmm. like the outer circle. 
Um, if I see that you kind of do know how to treat me a certain type of way and I know how to treat, like we have this nice flow, right. like this vibe. Yeah. yeah. Like if we have a nice going, you know, a, a role, I mean, not a role, but like a, not a, a role. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then I'll, okay, let's, let's see, let's test the waters. Let's see what this looks like. Yeah. Can I be my complete self with you and love you and accept love from you too? Because part of, and I'm going to go on a little tangent here, part of love and relationship is a gift and receive and and sometimes it's so difficult for people including myself sometimes um to receive love yeah it's a lot easier to give Mm -hmm. but in the inner circle especially it's so important for you to receive yeah and on the outer circle that's typically where uh the people are that are wanting to take something from you not necessarily in a bad way sure 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 um but more so you know take from your giftings or take from your energy take and and because that's part of why we're here right is to pour out into the community what is inside of us um and so as far as roles go, like trying to tie it back in. Yeah, trying, you're doing, no, you're doing amazing. Trying to tie it back in. <laughs> um, I, I kind of, um, maybe I, I know I idealize a lot. Yeah. Um, so whenever I'm with those people that I'm close to, I idealize um, where we're at. Yeah. And and but I also try and keep my like stay present with where we're at as well. Um, and so kind of what that means is for me, um, is that I kind of, whether it's directly or indirectly, Mm -hmm. I kind of, um, call out what I see in the ideal world, if that makes sense in those moments. And and, I mean, and it's to that person. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and, and it's something as tiny as, um, I don't know. Are you sure you want to smoke that right now? Or, you know, yeah. I don't even say that. I don't, I honestly, I don't even say that. So I don't even know why I said that. But like, I don't like, let me think. Hold on. <laughs> I understand. But you were like, this is what I would have you do. So let me prompt you with a thought. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's honestly like I, for me, it's, it's because above all else, above yeah. them changing, above this ideal version of them, right. it's about my relationship with them. Sure. At the core of who I am, that is it. Yeah. I, I love you, no matter if you ever get to this ideal or not, I love you. Yeah. And and so for me, in that core group of people, because I feel like I'm receiving something from them, mm-hmm. and I'm able to give, they receive stuff from me, that's, at the end of the day, that's it. Yeah. You know, yeah. that, that ideal will eventually happen or not. Right. It, but it'll eventually get better because, yeah. I mean, or it'll end. Right. Right. <laughs> right. That's, that's relationship. I'm still on the... <laughs> I'm like over here on the deep end now. Like, hold on. What's she going to bring to the table? Just kidding. You're so... I mean, it's so interesting to hear how your mind works mm-hmm. behind it because I watch you interact with people mm-hmm. and you, because of the way that you have that trust instinct, mm-hmm. um, you also like lean in. Mm-hmm. And so that leaning in component of just like, tell me more, that allows people to just yeah. like fall into you, mm-hmm. which I think is so beautiful. So well, it that, must be something about your personality traits though, too. I, I think it is because yeah. they're, because um, that leaning in is something, I mean, I probably had it before I was in school school like uh-huh. my master's program but sure. it honestly that on I was on campus yeah. um regularly and the on-campus classes every single I was just talking to my former professor last week about this yeah I, I'm not in school anymore and I just went to visit because I love her <laughs> uh, I was just every single class challenges you yeah and and I kind of look at it as um they were kind of honing um, kind of chipping away at the um, edges of yeah. your personality, at the edges of who you are, but yeah. but you're still there. Yeah. And and so that leaning in part is something that I learned in school. You know, I might have had a little bit of it, but sure. already before I was in school. But then whenever I got into school, I really just naturally it began to click. Oh, I love that. And and so my personality was always there, or else people wouldn't have would not have been like, sure. oh, this is perfect for you, Naomi. Yeah, totally. I don't even know your name, but this is perfect for you, lady. <laughs> yeah. You know. Know what I mean? But whenever I was in school, it really like just perfected it. Love that. To now where it's just natural and I have people that are telling me, I don't want Dr. Naomi. I just want Naomi. Please, can you just give me Stop Naomi? Leaning it. <laughs> Lean back. Lean back. That's awesome. So yeah, so that's, that's something that I get to work on. But 
going backwards <laughs> yes. versus leaning in. That's hilarious. I love it. So, <laughs> no, yeah. I'm going to use that now. Yeah. So I like you, Dr. Naomi, and friend Naomi. Yes, I like you too, uh, Tamara. Um, so tell me more about like the personality component of what you're doing now and when you're even helping people or like you've helped me for sure. How do you like dissect us? Because I know in the back, in your background, you're like, oh, poor thing. Or, wow, that's really amazing. Or, oh, man, this is going to happen because that happened. Or I know this happened because this is what she's like. I need to know that because I want that so bad. Well, honestly, I will be perfectly honest. That is, from the get-go of all of this, that was the very thing that I was. I do not want to do. Sure, true. Because because if if I have that in my mind, I'm not present with you, Mm. and I'm already analyzing you. I'm already, you know, I mean, there's just so many things that prevent me from being present with you. Sure. And and if I have these thoughts already, um, what's the I can't remember. Like preconceived notions. Yeah, but it's, it's, um, there's a phrase and I can't think of what the phrase is, but, um, I'm already thinking things and, and it very well could come out to play like that, but it's, it's preventing me from being present with you. And, and so I'll I'll pull it out if you want me to analyze you. Yeah. Okay. I can do that. (laughs) But at the moment, like right now, I'm not sitting here thinking, oh, okay, she's an achiever. She's trying, you know what I mean? Like that's not, she's a perfectionist, blah, blah, blah. I'm not thinking that. Yeah. Interesting. I'm just here listening to you talk and I'm talking back. (laughs) I guess if you were maybe in the CIA or FBI, it could be used to your advantage. But I do. But do you think about it when you leave a situation? Um, it depends on what the situation is. So, like, okay, like what about when you're in therapy with with patients? Um, so in therapy with patients, I um, yeah, I mean, because that's my job. Sure, that I have to turn it on. Sure, and and so I'm constantly analyzing. I'm constantly um, conceptualizing. So I get to see a lot of families, and I'm very excited about that. Um, but part of what goes into getting to see families is you have uh, three or four different people sure. that are playing a role into this client's yeah. symptoms, whatever wow. they are. Sure, sure. And, um, and so I get to look into, okay, so how, what is every person's role? How are they affecting this? And, and externally, like, you know, what's their home life like? What's job like? How often is mom and dad home? What does home life look like? Like, do they hang out? Do they not hang out? Like, there are so many factors wow. yeah. that I'm constantly, at least attempting to. I'm still learning. But <laughs> yeah, but um, that I'm keeping in mind. So that, and that's probably part of the reason why I turn it off too, is because yeah. that's my job. Sure. And in real life, like I said, I can turn it on, but I, I'd much rather just be present. Yeah, I love that. So. I love that idea of that. I think... Part of being present, though, is knowing who you are. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like for so so long in my relationships, even though I had no knowledge of Enneagram or family dynamics or mm-hmm. roles or any of those things that I now know because of therapy, mm-hmm. not because I'm a therapist. <laughs> Let me just clarify <laughs> that. I've learned a lot. But um, is that I, I feel like I was always like psychoanalyzing mm-hmm. what was happening and yeah. trying to maneuver it or make it to my advantage mm-hmm. or um, just really not being present with people. Mm-hmm. And I would just encourage people who are listening that if you are in that place and that's how you dissect relationships, whether they're your in your inner circle or there's somebody that you're meeting for the first time, I think from my own experience that the reason that you're doing that and the way that you can help get yourself to be more present mm-hmm. is to really try and dig deeper into who you are. Yeah. Um, so I'd love like share what you've learned about Enneagram and that's like a huge unpacking in and it of is. itself. Yeah. But maybe um, some practical things that people could take back with them. Okay. Let's see here. Um, so first practical thing, take the test. (laughs) Got it. Um, so, okay. So in general, I don't know um, who all knows about it, but, um, in general it's, there's, it's a lot easier with visuals, but there's a circle and different points on this circle, um, are different types of personalities and it's actually super in-depth. Um, because it's not just, yeah, I love Myers-Briggs. Yeah. Um, once again, my mom and I were like super hardcore about that and I still love it. Yeah. Um, but it's a lot, it's a bit more in depth and it's a bit more flexible than Myers-Briggs is. Um, and so 
each type has a type that they might look more like whenever they're under stress and towards health. Mm-hmm. And um, also there's different varying degrees. So on the main Enneagram website, there are like, I want to say like nine descriptors of varying degrees of health or unhealthiness. Um, so first, like I said, take the test. And um, there are some that cost money. There are some that are free. Um, it just kind of depends on um, how in-depth you want to go. But once you take the test, um, go to it's enneagraminstitute.org, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, it has each type description. And I would highly recommend after you take the test to go to the type that it describes and each type, if you want, obviously, you can do whatever you want. But <laughs> um, on the page, this is the part that's very important. So on the page, there is a core desire and a core fear. And before you read anything else, well, maybe not before, but that needs to be one of the first things that needs to be read. Um, read that and see how true that lines up with you and things that you have dealt with all your life. The core fear that you've dealt with, the core desire that you've had your entire life, the kind of the foundation of who you are and how everything was developed for you. Um, That is honestly what will help you determine your type, even past, you know, um, what the test says, because ultimately you are the expert of yourself. Right. Um, And you're the, you're, I mean, even if you don't know yourself that well, you're, you're the only one that can know yourself that well. So, um, so look at that and then you can go through everything else. But, um, cause I know that sometimes like for instance, with, um, type nines, Especially moms that are type nines, like my brother's girlfriend's like this. Um, she thought she was a type two because she's a mom. Uh, and so, and that, um, but a lot of type nines look like type twos. Interesting. And, and like, I can think of at least three others off the top of my head right now that are type nines, but they're actually, I mean, they think that they're type, type twos. They, they yeah. really mirror a lot of type twos. So, um, so yeah, that would probably be this that would probably be the practical steps to go. And then what this practically helps in relationships, it's amazing because whenever you can understand not just yourself and you can understand, you know, it doesn't even have to be a romantic person, just a partner, a friend. Um, Whenever you can do that, you can actually talk to them and help them heal them or love on them through that type through those core desires, those core fears, and um, obviously don't make them more scared. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, like, you know, one is like abandonment. Don't abandon yeah, don't them. <laughs> like, don't do that. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, <clears throat> on the website, it actually talks about what each type is like whenever they're in relationship with another type, which yeah, I love. So helpful, yeah. 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 And then and then you can kind of be like, oh, is this kind of, yeah, oh my gosh, it is. Like, this is yes. exactly what it looks like. So that's super, super helpful. Um, I don't know, anything else? No, I think that's so okay. good. I think I took the, I've taken unpaid versions uh-huh. and paid version. The paid version was amazing. Yeah. I feel like it's worth, it was $12. Yeah. It's worth $12, people. Don't go to Chick-fil-A today. Take the Enneagram <laughs> test. And it literally gave me like a 10 page document of all of these things. And so Gary and I did it like hand in hand and to really like go dive deeper into our relationship and comprehend there were so many aha moments. Mm -hmm. So not only are you having aha moments about yourself because some of the things you know innately, but subconsciously you never actually like wrote out, this is how I am Mm -hmm. or this is who I am when I'm most healthy. But to see myself, again, being an achiever, by the way, that's number three. So if you're out there... (laughs) Go to a podcast or something. Why are you sitting here? <laughs> Should be achieving. Um, but seriously, it's like um, it was t- talking about the health, you know, mm-hmm. factor of like how you operate when you're most healthy, and then yeah. different levels of where you're operating. And I was like three below operating on my most healthy self. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, how do I get to the best? <laughs> I didn't do anything. I wasn't competing with someone. I wasn't comparing myself with someone. I just wanted it. You want to be the best at everything. Horrible. This is stupid. I am a three, but, and those are things that are great, but there are so many things that I'm like, need to be like Naomi and just rest. (laughs) 
just rest in who I am. So I don't think it's a bad thing. I know, I know. There is a lot of threes that change the world. So yeah, uh, yeah. Thanks Tons. for listening. Hopefully, you're being changed right now, and then I'm accomplishing something with this time investment. Are you ready for the Women's Wellness Weekend? A time for us to come together to align our mind, body, and soul to detox, design, and develop ourselves from the inside out. Your road to life-changing health and wellness begins during the Oceanside two-night, three-day experience. We'll use our natural surroundings to rebalance and reconnect with our true self. It's time for us to come together in a space where we can rest, refuel, and rejuvenate. Hope to see you there. I think I think it's been really helpful and even if somebody else doesn't take it and this was something that was told to me first off never tell someone what their enneagram is never be like oh you're a 6 because then they're going to go and be like you bleep we don't have a bleeper yet but that is not who I am I am not like that and it will hurt somebody's feelings yeah. or they won't be in your inner circle anymore so just you can subconsciously recognize and if you're playing a game or you're at the session and someone says what am I then you can answer but unless it's something that's brought on I wouldn't encourage you to do so mm-hmm. um, there can be some detriments and once you read it you'll understand why um, but I think it's been just a really amazing tool for me in my marriage um, as well as me as just a person that then has broken down broken down barriers Mm -hmm. but then also allowed me to set boundaries Mm -hmm. in other areas of my life that needed boundaries that I also didn't set so it helped you with health yeah your overall health of yourself and your relationship totally totally that's awesome which I think even from the perspective of like the um mind and body because that's like the emotional piece and and I always am talking about the alignment of all three and how important they are it helped me recognize even when I can be overachieving in my body consciousness or vice versa and just completely not doing it same with my mind like I'm constantly racing I need to have those times of checkout those times of rest those times to be still. Um, and it's, you know, it's finding that balance. And I was listening to, um, the new Rachel Hollis book that's out right now, girl, stop apologizing. And she was talking about how she thinks balance is total like hoopla. Mm. And because if you think about it on a scale, or if you think about it on a pendulum or any Mm -hmm. of those things, you can never fully be balanced Mm -hmm. because at some point in that moment or that day or that season of your life, you're focused on one thing more than the other Mm -hmm. because you want to get that part more healthy. So mentally, if I'm going to therapy on a weekly basis, I'm trying to get my mind and my heart right. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I don't have time or energy because I'm crying all the time (laughs) to go to the gym because people see me crying there and it's just, it's too emotional. (laughs) I didn't, I couldn't do it simultaneously. So like I went through the heart heart healing and the mind healing. Then I went through the body healing mm-hmm. and then the spirituality, which of course is a whole component yeah. in and of itself. I did that in tandem with everything because I do feel like that is a part of what keeps you mm-hmm. balanced and able to even exist. Yeah. Um, but she was talking instead of the word balance, she uses the word center. Mm-hmm. And I like that because yeah. you have a center and you can kind of see that triangular piece around it. And it's similar to the circle from the Enneagram mm-hmm. um, that if there's going to be times when you're shifted towards one side or the other, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that you're completely doing it all wrong yeah. because you're not mind body and soul mm-hmm. balanced yeah so it it intrigued and challenged me and uh i wonder where that goes as far as like a um, overall discussion standpoint mm-hmm. um but i think that it, it has a lot of oh yeah importance to it definitely and, i mean Keeping, keeping yourself, I mean, in balance or centered, like yes. just keeping mindful yeah. of all of your parts. Yeah. Like that's ultimately, in my mind, that's ultimately what it's about is yeah. keeping mindful all of the different parts of who you are that make up who you are. Yeah. And sometimes there are things that um, we have to shut down. Mm-hmm. Or that someone's telling us that we need to shut down at a young age. Yeah. Um, and we do because we're children and we don't know any different. Totally. Um, and so <clears throat> that's part of that's part of the joy of being a human. Yeah. You get to figure out, okay, what, at least for me, um, what inside of me 
um, has been shut down? Or what inside of me am I not fully um, operating out of? Like what what is not fully living from inside of me out? Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I mean, that's what being fully whole to me means or living fully well. Like that is to be able to not feel trapped in any Mm -hmm. component of who you are. Mm -hmm. And I lived like that for so long that it's the most freeing thing to Mm -hmm. not stand in that place. And that doesn't mean that, again, you've said it from the get-go. It doesn't mean that I'm perfect. It doesn't mean that I have days that I just want to crawl back in bed Mm -hmm. or that I'm not sad or that I'm not angry. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think I experienced all of those emotions just yesterday. And here I am smiling and like interacting. It doesn't close me off like Mm -hmm. it used to anymore Mm -hmm. because I know, okay, if this part is broken, what can I do over here Mm -hmm. to move me back into that place of being center Mm -hmm. and feeling well? Mm -hmm. Um, Because life is hard and it hurts and there's a lot of things that cause you to be unbalanced, but I can't blame those things Mm -hmm. because I'm only in control of me. Yeah. So true. So, so true. Yeah. I was going to, I was thinking something I couldn't, and now I forgot it. That's okay. (laughs) That's usually what happens. Um, I did want to, there was another thing that you were mentioning and it was the concept of, um, you talked about setting intentions and like Mm. this idealized concept of like relationships or a scenario. And Gary always talks to me about, you know, not setting expectations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but expectations versus intentions are two very different things. Yeah. Um, Because an expectation you're likely going to be let down Mm -hmm. with. And an intention, you have the hope for something mm-hmm. um, and it's it can be more on your side. Yeah. This is my intention. You can't depict or discern what somebody else's intention is mm-hmm. that's being brought to the table. That mm-hmm. would be an expectation. Mm-hmm. I'm expecting them to you come to this, this way yeah. versus an intention is I'm going to come this way regardless mm-hmm. of what comes. Yeah. So I really liked that. You're setting intentions. I have, um, I don't remember when, but it was probably three to five years ago, whenever I first, um, started wanting to be intentional Mm. and I'm like, there are days where I'm like, I don't crap. I don't give a crap. (laughs) I just want to be selfish today. I just want to cry. I just want to not do anything. So there are definitely days where I'm like, no, I'm just going to be intentionally unintentional. (laughs) But there are other days where I'm like, no, like with these relationships, I want to be intentional on how I'm speaking. And this is, it's no, no longer is it at the forefront of my mind. It's more so in the back of my mind because it's been practicing. And that's probably the other thing that I was going to say was whenever you were talking that I forgot is the life is going to hit you Mm. one way or another. It's going to hit you. And, um, and it's also going to lift you, but it's all, like you said, it's all in how we choose how to react to it. But part of that in my mind is practice. Yeah. Every single day, you get an opportunity to practice how you respond to things. And and not just how you respond to things, but also intentionally like go inside and say, okay, what's going on in my body right now? What's going on in my mind? What's going on in my emotions? Am I numb? Am I sad? Am I grieving? Yeah. Um, like be intentional about what's going on. Yeah. And not just understanding it, but also... <sighs> Reaching out and if you need healing or if you need reaching out and internally, whether it's with God or whether it's with, I don't know. I mean, whoever you believe in. Yeah. Therapists, doctors. Yeah. But intentionally doing something to um, help yourself. Yeah. And it can even be like, you know, I love myself. Yeah. Like in in that moment, I'm crying and I'm allowing myself to cry. Yeah. And loving and just not trying to shut myself down. Yeah. Because if you try and shut yourself down whenever you're feeling any kind of emotion, you're shutting, literally shutting a part of yourself. Yeah. yeah. That's off. so true. And, and, but whenever you allow it to come out, there is freedom. Like yeah. you said, yeah. there is so much freedom. Yeah. And, and I really firmly believe that each day we get an opportunity to practice you know, I just found this new phrase, experiential freedom. I saw this. I yeah. love this. It was on your, your Pinterest. Yes. And I was so happy. It's my thing, I think. I love it. But it's it's so true. And yeah. it's like experiential freedom, not just internally, but yeah. like, so we like, let me tie it all in again. So, you know, I, I don't know. Let's, let's use an example. Maybe that'll help. So I have a crappy day. 
And um, crappy day being I get a flat tire, my boyfriend breaks up with me, my dad has cancer, and um, I don't know, I, I get a notice that I have to leave 30 days mm. out of my house. So that's a, that's a really shitty yeah. thing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but that's a really, really bad day. Yeah. <laughs> like, so in each moment that, that I find all of these things out... I can choose to intentionally, like, okay, like, um, for instance, whenever I get a flat tire, okay, well, this is frustrating. You know what I mean? And, and then I can go in and be like, okay, what am I feeling? Like, this is really makes me pissed off. Like, I hate that. Why do I have to have, I'm on my way to work. You know what I mean? So I'm expressing, yeah. getting it out, whether it's me just literally talking to myself or yeah. me just, ah, like whatever, it, whatever it is. You know what I mean? But that's yeah. what I need in that moment. Yeah. And allowing myself, giving myself yeah. that experiential, I'm experiencing right. the emotion, the freedom to be able to experience so it. Good. And so, and for instance, or if, you know, my boyfriend breaks up with me. So, um, there's a lot that goes in with that because you have hopes, mm-hmm. you have dreams that are tied to that. You have emotions that are tied to that. And so you, for me, if I were to experience that, I would need to go in and be like, okay, so what all is going on? And I would just listen to what's going on in my body. And sometimes there will be, you know, this is weird, but this is totally like a therapy thing. Like there's a little girl inside of me that's crying because she was hoping that this would be a person that she could spend the rest of her life with. So, and there's also, and so it's all the expectations that I had that I'm so disappointed about now. So it's, so having to, giving myself the opportunity to experience that sadness, to experience disappointment and to cry if I need to cry. Sometimes I'll be honest, like last year I was incredibly busy. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes people's lives are so busy that they don't have time to be able to do this. Mm -hmm. And that's totally okay. So timing is everything. I'm a firm believer that timing is everything. And so if you, if you, your life is super, super busy, that's okay. If you put it on a shelf, like literally like my boyfriend just broke up with me, but I got to go to work. Yeah. Let me just put this on a shelf right here and then we'll come back to it later. Yeah, I can't do it. Yeah. So so that is wow. sometimes you have to do that too. Yeah. And that's okay. Interesting, yeah. That's totally okay because life hits you. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes whenever you don't want it to. Right. Like and your notice is gonna be three days, so you have to go to work. Exactly. You can't not go to work. You can't not parent when the baby's like, Hello, I'm hungry. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And this also so I wanna extend this out, not just um, can we find experiential freedom within ourselves, but we can also find experiential freedom outside of ourselves. And, and so that can be with God that can be with, you know, I find experiential freedom in traveling. Mm, yeah. Like whenever I get to, I had the opportunity to travel to, um, Europe and Spain in the f- early fall last year for the first time by myself. Mm. And it was amazing. I was yeah. like, oh, this is so great. <laughs> oh, wow. You know, it was also scary. <laughs> definitely also scary like i was like there was like a creeper uber dude and he was like so uh you know who's here right now i'm doing a horrible accent but i was like "Uh, my boyfriend my big tall boyfriend (laughs) i'm gonna be here for two weeks not another day you know i'm not leaving tomorrow i'm leaving in two weeks you know so there were definitely scary times yeah but it was amazing amazing for me i found so much freedom in that yeah and it was just the best. I got to, you know, kayak on the Mediterranean, snorkel oh. in the Mediterranean. Amazing. I mean, that experience for me brought me so much freedom yeah. and so much more understanding of the world. Absolutely. It was amazing. Yeah. It's like an experiential cultural freedom. Because yeah. culture in and of itself can be really debilitating. Yeah. If this is the only place yes. you've been. I yes. totally am an advocate of traveling. Yeah. Literally even two hours in a different direction mm-hmm. and you will find a different culture. Oh, yeah. It's just different. Mm-hmm. And so, and I think, you know, you're saying the components of fear and that were happening, like getting outside of your comfort zone mm-hmm. is such a place of experiencing freedom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anytime that you achieve something new, you were not there before. Yeah. And so that, that achievement, here I am achieving again, Lord, help me. It's okay. That it just naturally comes out. It's okay. <laughs> it's so strange. It's She's awesome. Like, I love it. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. You're present with me. So then you get to that next place. 
place, you're like, oh my gosh, this is an amazing mm-hmm. accomplishment. I feel yeah. so great here. But it took steps of fear and yeah. steps of uncomfortability and steps mm-hmm. of unknown to get to that next yeah. level of freedom. Mm-hmm. And I think too, like you can get to a space, even spiritually, of of being free. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you hit a roadblock again. You're like, well, yeah. how did this happen? Yeah. I was just free last week at the altar. Yeah. And here I am on my knees again. What's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. I think it's less about looking at it from that, but looking at it like, why are the wise people wise? Mm-hmm. They've walked through this. They've done mm-hmm. this before. They've trudged the path because it isn't a matter of check one box, check two boxes, check three yeah. boxes, and you're there. Yeah. You've reached existentialism. It doesn't yeah. work like that. And that's the cool um, like component of life and mm-hmm. like the gift that God's given us is that it doesn't end no matter if you're just getting started or you feel like I am on the peak of the peak yeah. and there is nothing higher and there I am not going down. Mm-hmm. Life does happen. Yeah. So I love experiential freedom. I'm like trying to do it right now. What can we do? <laughs> it's so fun. I love it. I really that's there. Sweet. That's a big. I, whenever I you know discovered that phrase. Um, it was definitely like, oh my gosh, everything that I do is about experiential freedom. So beautiful. You know what I mean? Like, and now granted, um, I'm a type four and so a lot of type four, um, well, I mean, it is, it's type four is all about finding identity and, and so their core desire is to figure out who they are Mm. and belonging and their core fear is not Not knowing yeah, and not having a place to belong. And so for me, I've also been challenging myself in my own mind, um, you know, to not put this identity in all the experiential freedom I've had wow. or all the experiential freedom I'm going to have. Mm. But it is still at the end of the day about relationship. Yeah. Going back to what I said at the very beginning about those people that are in my core group of friends, mm-hmm. if they don't want to change, okay. If they don't want to experience freedom, okay. I still love you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I still. I still love you because I'm in a relationship with you. Yeah. And, and so for me, it's, yes, that's a huge thing. Yeah. Like experiential freedom is huge and it's incredibly healing. It can be, it can be an amazing, um, doorway avenue to finding life in life. Yeah. Because so many go, so many people just go about life and don't experience life. Yeah. And so that can be an amazing gateway to that. But at the end of the day, it's still about relationships. relationships. That's really cool. So for me, and, and this is something that Gary and I, like our love thrives in, is the relationship of experiential, experiential freedom. Mm, like yeah. when we get to do those things together, like mm-hmm. that's such a connecting point for us mm-hmm. um, that it literally brings us back to center. And yeah. I think that that to experience that even with those people who are in your inner circle as friends. Mm -hmm. I remember taking Morgan and Anthony like on the Ho Chi Minh Trail, which we talked about in the first podcast. And she was scared out of her ever loving mind. She was probably cursing my name under her breath the whole time, which I know because she told me and I heard her. But then she got to the top and she's like, oh my gosh, I just did this. And so to have that experience with people and, you know, um, the quote of you are the five people that you surround yourself Mm -hmm. with and you take inventory of what those people look like. And if you're not happy or there's something about you that's like um, drowning, look and and not just within yourself, but Mm -hmm. what you're surrounding yourself with, because it could not be that it's you, but you're only hearing or you're only seeing Mm -hmm. the example or the condemnation of words um, over you. So I feel like in order to get to that place, that's a very practical step in relation, whether you're, it's with your spouse and not telling you to kick them to the door because that would not be a good idea. No. Go see Naomi first. (laughs) She will help you. Um, Only if you want it. Yes, of course, of course. Um, But to to look at that inventory and see um, where you're at, what you're experiencing when you're with Mm -hmm. that person, um, what they're pulling out of you, what they're giving back. Yeah. Um, because sometimes what is the other thing that somebody said recently, um, choose the love, choose to love the people who love you back Mm -hmm. and you're really good at loving people despite whether they love you back. (laughs) And at some point while that's really good, Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm doing that right now through a couple of relationships that's really hard to do. Mm -hmm. Um, at some point you have to recognize that these people will be over here. Yep. They're not the inner circle people. And that's where the boundary comes up. Correct. That's where Boom. the boundary. <laughs> yes. See, this is so 
good. We've had so many buzzwords, like yeah. intentional boundaries. I mean, my my therapist can be so proud of me. I'm so she will be. You're right. That's so good. Well, I think today has been amazing. Yeah. I feel like we, I knew this was going to happen. We could seriously continue forever because I didn't even get to talk to you about the mind, body, soul. Yeah. Boom, peace. So that's coming at you next time. I'm not going to tell you what the boom is until you come back. But Naomi, as I told you, is such a joy. Uh, her smile, her laughter, her heart, and her her purpose are something that I am just so grateful to be a part of. Oh, thank you. So thank you for allowing me to love you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for loving me. Yeah. And I, I hope other people really uh, got to see a bit of you and learn something from this mm-hmm. and take it home. Definitely. That's always my hope is yeah. that. I, I feel like I have so much knowledge yes. and um, experience too. <laughs> experience of freedom. Yes. Come on now. Yes. Um, but I just, I am at the cusp of beginning to pour it out. Yes. And so, oh, so, um, so it's, it is exciting. It is. It so really I know is. you don't have an f- official website yet, yeah. but you do have the Pinterest page, I which I think is incredible. So I will link that okay. here yeah. so people can start getting insight into all of these bits and pieces. Yeah. Cause I saw, I'm like, holy cow, there's so many boards. It's so <laughs> <laughs> you can learn all about Enneagram 4, which is her, and really get to know her. If you are looking for a new friend, mm-hmm. she's the one. So thank you. Just thank you yeah, so much. Thank you. I love you. I love you. You guys are amazing. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to getting to know you more. So yes. come back. I'll let you know when Naomi is scheduled again. <laughs> she's rad. <laughs> Hey y'all, I hope in today's episode you sense an ignite to an ember within you. Something mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually moving that creates and sustains a fire within your wholeness journey. Before you go, let's solidify the flame. I'd love for you to take a step right now in declaring your takeaway. By snapping a pic of the episode you tuned into, share your sparked moment and tag me at Fit and Faith with the hashtag Fit and Faith Podcast so I can help you stay accountable. We're in this together, right? Community over competition is the motto. I'd also be incredibly grateful if you took an extra second to leave a review on iTunes or your podcast listening app. Let's fuel the flame and share the gift of wholeness with everybody. Until next time, cheers to your health and happiness. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. God looks at your heart, not your gene size. Do you know the verses yet still stress over your body? Oh, I get it. I was raised in church, but I struggled with food, eating disorders, and my body for decades. I'm Heather Creekmore, host of the Compared To You podcast, where we talk about all things body image and comparison from a biblical perspective. We get real about the pressure to focus on appearance in a culture where looks seem to matter most. Whether you're wrestling wrinkles or battling the scale, Compared To Who is the show for you. You'll laugh a little and be encouraged a lot. If you're ready to stop comparing and start living, visit lifeaudio.com to listen and subscribe.